Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G-Men. I'm Jace Garcia, joined as always with my man Sean Scanlon and the big boss man Joe McGuire. And today we got a special guest, Ovi Muniz. We got the All Four Downs crew in here to talk some Giants football. And let's dive right in. Week one, Monday night football. Steelers come to town and start the Giants off 0-1. Sean, what did you think of the game? Uh, I think that the Giants uh, started off strong, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But um, just a couple plays, missed opportunities that obviously led to the loss. Um, first of all, the after the muff punt by the Steelers, after our first drive, uh, Giants get the ball first and goal from the three-yard line, and they're only able to come away with three points. Um, that was very disappointing. That that could have gave us a huge momentum. Uh after that first drive, not being able to get it, but uh, we were only able to cash in for three points, so that that sucked. And then obviously, um, our first series of the second half, when Daniel Jones um, has a terrific drive, you know, there's yeah, there's the picture right there. But uh, yeah, it was a 19 play drive, 87 yards. Um, he made a bunch of you know tough third down conversions, uh, passing the ball, also a couple with his feet scrambling. Um, but just a bad decision at the end. Obviously, he's got Bud Dupree in his face. Uh, he's got to make a smarter play there. He's got to get the ball out of bounds. Um, give the Giants another, you know, give the Giants another chance to get in the end zone, give them life. But he made a bad decision. Um, you know, but other than that, I think that there were a lot of obviously a lot of um, high points and a lot of low points. I think a couple of defenders had some great games. Um, Leonard Williams was really getting after the quarterback and. Uh, making a lot of plays in the backfield. Lorenzo Carter looked good. And then uh, Blake Martinez was a, a tackling machine all night. So I think there's there's definitely some optimism for the defense. Um, offense, I think, could be a little uh, better, obviously, with the run blocking. And then um, Jason Garrett with the play calling, I think it was a little predictable at time. But, um, I, yeah, obviously it's a tough loss. But I, I think there's definitely signs of optimism that uh, moving forward, it, it won't be another one of those seasons where – you know, we're losing, uh, 10 plus games. Joe, what you, what you got? Well, here's what I'm going to say. I think, uh, I accurately predicted the giants would play pretty much the way they played. I definitely thought and, and Sean really highlighted it an improved play on defense. But when these guys are on the field for the entire game, the, the giants from like the middle of the second quarter and for most of the third quarter, couldn't sustain a drive. It was basically three and outs. And when you keep putting your defense that was playing well on the field constantly, and this is what we've been seeing literally over the last three seasons, this defense just gets absolutely exposed. I remember just before the half, uh, when they went in and scored, I had said to uh, our buddy Steve Risser, we were texting, and I said, this is how we'll know uh, how good this Giants defense is. If they can get a stop here, this will tell you everything you need to know about the Giants defense. And unfortunately, as you'll recall, what ended up happening was that uh, uh, Pittsburgh ended up getting in and scoring a touchdown. We were even hoping maybe they would just give up three. And instead, in, in typical Giants fashion, they gave up the touchdown and the lead. And, you know, you go into the second half, it, another bad third quarter. And then again, you see the Giants sort of pick it up late. It's mind-boggling. But I think for this New York Giants football team, I think that they have to learn how to close out 
football games. They have to figure out how to win a game. And it really starts with being more competitive as you head into the half. And when you come out of the half for the third quarter, it just seems like the Giants get beat up over and over and over again in that exact situation. And it gets really frustrating, but this this was sort of what I expected. I do think that if the Giants can figure out the right side of the line, that you, you've got the pieces. Uh, I think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. That obviously horrible decision aside, he played a pretty good game. You know, he... he uh, it, I, I got to say this Cam Fleming is garbage. And I remember when the Giants signed him and we did a show and I told you guys Cam Fleming was garbage. You all talked about him being a depth piece. Solder opted out and we were stuck with him on the right side. And he lived up to the garbage billing that he's always displayed. He's a waste of a roster spot for the New York Giants at this point. And it, it, until they can get that thing all figured out, it's going to be really hard to run the football. It, it was disgraceful having to watch Saquon Barkley have absolutely nowhere to run over and over and over again. If you're a Giants fan, you just got to be really frustrated by that, like big time. Yeah. Ovi, you got anything else to add? I, I'm going to carry on what Joe was saying. That offensive line, look, if, if, Let's let, let's just say, look, this is week one, okay? All the jitters away. Remember, there's no scrimmage. There's no nothing. We're diving into the season. So, in a sense, yeah, we lost 26-16. However, you know, we didn't get blown away, you know? And, and that's something that we got to realize. Look, we were coming in. People are thinking Steelers were just going to run over the Giants. That did not happen. We saw some good stuff. And like Joe said, we also saw some bad stuff. But if we protect that line, we need to focus on that running game. Once that running game is established, we will own time of possession, and that is the key right there. That's what's missing. And if we have time of possession, more rest for our defense, and everything will be all right. But I am kind of satisfied that uh, we got football. Let's put it that way. We got the Giants on the field, and look, we lost this game. The only thing we could do thereafter is build, build, build. And I'm still confident that the Giants will turn it around and have a better season than the last four or five years. It may have looked like the last four or five years, but it'll it will change. I'm that confident. See, I this this is rough. This is everything Joe talked about. Like the first Giants were in it the first half, and then the Steelers eventually pulled away second half. Yeah, the Giants has to finish games. Saquon couldn't get it going, but that, I, 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 like, between this the end of last season and this season, I, I totally forgot how good the Steelers' defense was. I'll be, I'll, I'll take the blame for that. They are dominant, and they they did dominate this young, uh, inexperienced O line. I, I I played a lot of O line. There was just no communication on the O line at all. No one's picking up blitzes. No one's talking to each other. No one's calling stuff out. That that's something you got to do on the O line. You got to figure out who's doing what on what play, who's coming from where defensively, and, and that just wasn't there. And and we can talk about the the bad play from uh, Daniel Bron uh, Daniel Jones rolling out um, the, the, a little bit. Obviously, he he should have thrown the ball away there. 
Obviously, he should have thrown it away. He ended up throwing the pick, which really hurt them down in the red zone. But also, that has to go. A lot of that has to go on Jason Garrett too. What kind of play call is that? You have a right-handed QB rolling out to the left when he's been getting when there's been a bunch of pressure already on him. You're asking him to throw off, throw across his body, which is never going to end well. So I, I'm a little skeptical of that play calling as well. But honestly, defensively, I think they, I think the Giants did better than than uh, I, I thought they were going to do. The pass game, like that, that's rough. Obviously, the secondary, there's so many holes, so many problems. Big Ben was able to take advantage of that. But one thing I did like was the 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 run defense. While Benny Snell Jr. was able to rack up 113 yards, he's more of the Steelers' speed back. So he's going to be get, looking to get outside the tackles. He's going to look to bounce it out. The Giants shut down James Connor, who is the who is the power back for the for the uh, Steelers, and I, I think they did a good job. They were able to get to Ben and cause some pressure on some plays. So overall, it, it, I, I obviously expected them to win, but uh, this looked better than what I was expecting from them. I think the Steelers played a lot better than I, I remember them being, and and the Steelers are are back. So we'll see what comes from that. All but just, well, just one thing is, you know, even though they hold Connor, but you had Snell, the backup running back, who rushed 113 yards. You see, what I'm saying so. Yeah. Their run, the Steelers' run game was very dominant, and at the end, you could tell in the fourth quarter that the Giants' defense was already tired and out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Benny Snell was starting to wear down the the run defense, um, especially by the second half. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I think the run defense should be the strength of this team moving forward. But uh, it, I don't think it was a great look to to end that second half, especially with a backup running back doing it to you. So let me ask you guys this: you know, fifteen attempts, six yards for Sanquan. Do you think that he should be at every down, or should we just have a combination? Uh, I- I think he's an every down running back, but the thing was is that this this defense, like you just couldn't like the first couple rushes that he had getting negative yards, like you just can't go back to it anymore. Like there's a point where uh, you might take a risk every once in a while. Yeah, would I have liked to seen him get more carries? He only had 15. I, I don't know when you are when you are struggling that much in the run game and when they seemingly have your number, the defensive defense has your offensive line's number. Uh, I, I think this was might have been a little too many carries, which I mean is rough to say for someone like Saquon. But uh, yeah, I mean they just they just knew everything that was coming as far as the run game. When you're at nine carries for a negative two yards, it's time to get creative. You know, it's funny, like that one sort of busted play where uh, Daniel Jones basically ended up running an option to Saquon that I think it was what ended up giving him his final yard total. It was a really pathetic display. Again, this, this, this was the team that I envisioned playing when I found out Thursday's practice was stopped and restarted. 
I said this on Keys to the City. I mentioned this on our show the other night. When when you're not prepared before your final practice, before it's time for a walkthrough, right, in the game, how, how are you going to come out there and execute? How are you going to go out there and make plays when you couldn't even get through practice? Yeah. I mean, I, everybody wants to sing Joe Judge's praises, and, and that's great that the Giants didn't get blown out. They only didn't get blown out because Pittsburgh really couldn't couldn't get things going. And again, I would say kudos to the New York Giants defense. It's better. It's better. That's great. Yeah. If the Giants can keep their opponents under 30, they just have to start scoring 30. And we know that's something we haven't seen in the last three or four years either. So the Giants oh, that are, or maybe maybe we need the defense just to score touchdowns. Is our it would be game. great if the Giants defense could score some points like everybody else's defense does. I mean, that's another thing with the Giants. They had a nice turnover in that game. Um, but again, you don't generally see the Giants go for like strip moves. That's just never been a Giants thing. It's everyone else in the NFL. But if the Giants aren't going to score more than 16 points and they barely got there then I don't know how they're going to win any football games. Because I'm telling you, if you leave this this defense on the field, if you leave any defense on the field, period, any defense, they're going to get exposed. And that's what happened in this game. It's been it's literally been what's happening for three years. You could put anybody. You can have you can have uh, Gilmore from the Patriots back there. You're still going to run into the same thing where if you're not pressuring the quarterback, a great game by the way. Leonard Williams really starting to make his presence felt. But if these guys can't consistently get pressure on the quarterback, how are these guys in the secondary supposed to make stops? You're, you're, you're asking for the impossible with this team. And, and that's my major concern about the Giants is without a pass rush, we still don't really have a good one. No. You don't get enough pressure on the quarterback. Eventually, these, these receivers are going to find a spot. They're going to get open. Your secondary is already in bad shape because Baker's an idiot because of COVID and, and, and for some other reasons. But, it, you know... It is what it is, and, and this is exactly what I expected. I I got to tell you, I really enjoyed watching the game. It was fun. It was frustrating watching Barkley, but it was great watching the Giants get back on the field. This play was killer right here at the end of the first half yeah. um, or, 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 or in their first. I mean, it's so frustrating to watch the, the way the Giants played. The secondary definitely had some, uh, some mix-up. I believe on this play there was a a a, a, a double pick, and two yeah. Giants literally ran into each other. Yeah, and, on, on uh, both of Juju's touchdowns that happened. So you know, again, look, the Giants still have a ton of work to do. I don't know if you guys have seen, but by most projections, they've got the Giants having the second worst record in 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 for the season and looking possibly at the number two pick. And I know, I know we all want to sit here and be like, yeah, 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 I know, but the Giants are better. Well, guess what? So is everybody else. The Redskins are a better team than the Giants are right now. The, the Redskins are a better team than the Giants. And I don't just mean because they beat Philadelphia. They've got a good young team. Listen, Sean, he, he, Sean's not, uh, for, for people not watching, Sean's shaking his head no. And I'm going to tell no you why chance. I believe this. Let me tell you why I think that. Their defense is much improved. I mean, just by virtue of having Chase Young on that defense, that's a guy who can really cause havoc. 
And when you cause havoc, good things tend to happen. You've got a guy in in in, in Dwayne Haskins Jr., a guy who I, I really think a lot of and have always liked, um, who has a really much better understanding of, of the game at this point, okay? This team decided to cut Adrian Peterson. Like, think about that. Like the Redskins are the Redskins suck. And they decided they could live without Adrian Peterson and luck not for nothing. They got the job done. So I think it's very telling. I think Ron Rivera's got this team where he wants him. I think they're buying into Ron Rivera's message. I'm not sure that the, I think the Giants on paper maybe paying lip service or are, are all about what Joe Judge is preaching, but if you look at the results of the Giants game and the results of the Skins game, I think the Redskins look better than the Giants. And I think if you look around the NFL, I think you're going to have a really hard time telling me which teams are worse than the New York Giants. The Giants still have some of the biggest deficiencies in all of the NFL. And that's where I'm at. And, and Sean, you carry on more about that. Counter me <laughs> before you before you even begin. Um, hold on for a second. Yeah, well, I'm well, going to well, defend yeah. Joe, even though it, it hurts me to say this. Okay, but Washington were down 17 nothing in the game. 17 to nothing. They could have quit. And then what they do? They come and score 27 unanswered points to win the game. Could the Giants do that if they were no. down 17 they nothing? They could have tried to do that to either any of those Eagles or Washington. They could have passed the way the Eagles were playing. The the Eagles in the second half completely crumbled. Um, I get it. Washington has a great pass rush. I'm not denying that at all. Um, I think they obviously have the better pass rush than the Giants. But to say that after one week that just because of one game that the Washington football team is better than the Giants, I think – I just Nonsense. think that's, no I think that's it's not about one game. It's just the character. It's just the way the team is, the way they function. They're already functioning as unity, as oh, a okay. team. They but, have a leader. Who is the leader of the Giants right now besides the head coach? You're right. Nobody. But also, they have a coach that's oh, been there before. He's been a head coach. He knows what he's doing. While Joe Judge, I think he's going to do good, and I think he is a solid coach. He hasn't been a head coach before. He's still trying to figure things out. He, he did what he needed yeah. to do that first game. They came out strong. They came out good in the, the first half. Now he needs to learn how to get them through, get how to mix things up at halftime and find a solution for the second half. And also now he's got to go and he's got to figure out how to get these guys back and ready for next week. Because now that they're down, everyone's down in the dumps. No one likes to lose. Now he's got to pick them back up. He had that whole display with the practice. Now he's got to – now I, I think that will help them buy in. He knows he, he's going to come out and he's going to say, I, I saw this coming after you, the what you guys did at practice. And I think guys are going to buy in even more so after this. And I, I think Joe Judge will find his way. But that, that's also just – Ron Rivera is a veteran quarterback. I mean, veteran head coach. He knows how to get people – go. Going, he knows he knew what he needed to do to get them in there, and like Sean said, the Eagles played like garbage. I, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not here to say, I, I'm not going to say the Giants are better. I, I would love to say the Giants are better, but I don't think. Ovi, you said it yourself when we were doing the the fantasy draft. This is COVID season, no preseason games. 
these are teams coming out here for the first week, and, and they're going to struggle. So I, I like what I saw, but I'm not expecting this to be the final form of the Giants. Oh, but yeah. I didn't say yeah. that it's going to be the final yeah. form. I'm just saying from here on out, we're going to build. We're going to be better than the last four or five years. But to, to carry on about Rivera, look, I understand he's a veteran. But Judge, don't just because it's his first year doesn't mean anything. He has a veteran staff. It's a team effort. It's not just one person. Collectively, they got to get together, find out what's up, and then they'll carry on. And I'm like I said, hey, I'm defending what Joe is saying because I totally agree. I've been thinking about that for since since the game was over. It's gonna get better. All right, all right. Well, hold on, on. hold okay. on. Since right. everyone's talking about what I said, let me just make sure everyone's clear where I'm at. Okay. And again, I, I don't say this based on, on the one game, Sean, trust me. I've been thinking about this leading up literally from the draft and, and, and ever since. And like I said, it wasn't lost on me that this team told Adrian Peterson, they could find better people to hand the football to. I found that striking, especially when you consider they also cut guys, right? So they feel good about what they have. I think, and, and, and Steve just sort of chimed in to agree with me, which Steve, I appreciate that. I appreciate when anybody agrees with me and I could put that on camera, but you know, I think the giants have to not just pay lip service and buy in, or maybe they're really buying in, but they're, they're, they're just not there yet. I also don't think it should be lost on anybody. If you look at the teams that played best, it were quarterbacks that were in systems that they're really comfortable in and have been for a while with the exception of Dak Prescott, who's a loser. Um, you could even make the argument for, for Jared Goff. He's been in the system. He knew it. And I feel like the guys that know the systems they were in were at a huge advantage here in week one as far as, you know, again, Ben Roethlisberger stepped into an offense he's been in for a really long time, is really comfortable with. You know, it's basically built around him and his skill set. That's a good place to be. And it helps to, you know, to, to have not been on the field for quite a while to be able to come right back to your comfort zone with your, the guys you're comfortable with plays that you're comfortable with. So, you know, we, we sort of expected that some of the offenses would have an advantage on some of the defenses, but I think what I saw was quarterbacks that were implanted in systems for a while really seemed like they picked up where they left off last season, whereas some guys with new coordinators, guys with new head coaches, quarterbacks with new teams seem to struggle a little bit more out of the gate. So it'll be interesting to see. Look, I think long-term – I think long-term, I feel good about the Giants. I said to a buddy of mine earlier today, I think by week seven, I think you'll see this offense really start to get into a really good rhythm. I think they'll be one in five at that point, so it won't really help. But I think, and this is what I would really love to see for 2020 from the New York Giants. I want to see from start to finish a major progress, a major progression, I should say. I think you're already starting to see it with the defense. I think by week four or five, I think you're really going to get a good sense of how good this Giants defense is and how much better it, it how much closer it is to what we think it's going to be and how good it could be. So yeah. I'm excited about the long term, but this was, uh, again, it was just fun to watch the Giants again, see Big Blue running around all over the place. That was fun. But it was, just, and again, to see Saquon have such a garbage game, the only, the only, um, the only real pleasure I took out of this game was uh, Darius Slayton's on my fantasy team. What? So that was nice. But otherwise, blah. All right. Let's talk about this upcoming week. 
week two, Giants go to Chicago to take on the Bears. Uh, Bears coming off a big win against the Lions. Mitch Trubisky played out, out of his mind, played like everyone thought he was going to play last, going into last season. Uh, 242 yards, three touchdowns, able to bring the Bears over the Lions, uh, even though there was that dropped pass there at the end, which which stumped for Lion fans. But uh, let's start off with you, Sean. What are your expectations going into this game? Um, I think it's it's another challenge for the offense. Um, obviously, the Bears are a great defense. I don't think they're to the caliber that the Steelers are. Um, their pass rushers kind of struggled last week with Robert Quinn, uh, Khalil Mack, but they're still playing at a very high level. Um, I, it's going to be a tough challenge for the, the O-line. Uh, I think – you know, Andrew Thomas held up pretty well against Bud Dupree in, in pass rush situations, so we'll see if he can hold up his ground with Khalil Mack and them. But um, for the Giants on defense, um, I think it will be a much better showing. I think they'll finish strong, not just for the first half, but um, throughout the whole game. I think that they'll have a strong showing. Um, I could see this being another, you know, low-scoring game similar to what the Giants had uh, against the Steelers. But um, I, I really – not just – being biased here, but I, I could I could really realistically see the Giants uh, winning this week. The the Lions crumbled uh, at the end of their game last week. Trubisky had a terrible start. Um, I'll give him the credit. He, he did come back and win him that game, but they easily could be 0-1 right now if DeAndre Swift uh, catches that ball. So I think it'll be a good one. It'll be a low-scoring brawl, um, but I, I could see the Giants coming out with the win. So – Am I maybe I didn't get the memo here? Did Sean take the place of Jace of the super optimistic fanboy? I mean, what? I hear well, Sean. I got a good feeling about this team. I'm almost a little disappointed in you right now. I feel like you're much more of a realist than that. And look, I know the Bears de- I, definitely didn't finish the game strong, but if you think that translates into beating the Giants. Or, or, or to losing to the Giants, I think you're going to fall short on this argument. No, I don't. It's I'm telling you that Steelers Giants game could have been completely different. Uh, and I think the Steelers defense is better than the Bears defense. I also think the Steelers offense is better than the Bears offense. I think that one's uh, by a wide margin. So I don't. The Bears are a much worse team than the Steelers. I think I don't think they'll contend this year at all. So uh, I'm I'm still being a realist. I could I could realistically see the Giants win this game, and if they do, one and one, fresh start to the season, and then uh go from there. I thought he was going to say, and then I'm going to tell you to go after yourself. That's where I thought you were <laughs> no. going with that. No, I, I'm just I'm just not. joking around, Sean. And, and look, I think that the problem the Giants are going to run into is that even though, and you all know what I think about Mitch Trubisky, he's a he's a bum. Mm-hmm. I think, though, when you give this guy five or six seconds to locate a receiver down the field, I think he's going to find him. And I think he's going to have a really good day. And I think he's going to throw for about 320 yards against the Giants. And I think that's what's going to be the problem. Yes. Again, here's the problem that you're going to run into. You're you're not going to get pressure on the quarterback. Mitch Trubisky can throw when you have time. I mean, anybody in the NFL can throw with time. If the Giants can't get pressure on Mitch Trubisky like they couldn't on Ben, like they haven't in, in the last two years, where's the turnovers coming from, guys? I don't I don't think turnovers will be there, but I, I think you're uh, doubting the pass rush. I, I think they, they got to the quarterback against Ben in that game. They they only had two sacks for the game, but they, they had a lot of QB hits and pressures. So they were it coming was after better. Ben. 
It was better. I feel like though, Sean, it was it was a lot of close, but no cigar. A lot of the pressure. I didn't feel like again. I want to see pressure cause turnovers, or, or not even turnovers, but bad throws. And I'm still not really seeing that. I still feel like you know they're still getting the ball out. I, that that's where I, again. I'm optimistic that this defense can start bringing it. Are they going to be able to turn it around week one to week two? I don't feel like they can. Can they by week five or six? Yeah, I bet you this team will hit a really good stride and start playing well. I just, look, you know, Jace really hit the nail on the head. I think in 2020 COVID land, I think for a team like the Giants that's in transition, I think this is just an ideal situation for them to be in. I think it's nice that the Giants could sort of kind of coast through this season and improve and figure out how to get better. And I would like to see, and again, when you have nothing to lose like the Giants don't, I'd like to see the Giants just go kind of all out, get more pressure, blitz more. What, like what, what's going to happen? Like that, that you're, you're going to do worse. You know, if, if you're going to be a six and 10 team, is it any worse if you're four and 12 or three and 13? No. Why not take some chances? Why not see? Why not use um Holmes and 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 Logan and 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 Peppers and some of these guys and send them on all out blitzes? Why not really start doing stuff and see who can make like become a real big playmaker? Use this season for what it should be, and that's to see what you have on your roster and how you can make the 2021 season a year where the Giants are li- like literally a competitive team because let's be honest. I think the Redskins have improved, and I think both Dallas and Philadelphia have taken maybe a baby step forward from the terrible years that they sort of struggled through last year. So I don't think the Giants are that far off, and I don't think the Giants have to be like a 13-3 and team to be competitive in this division. You know, I think if the Giants could be 10-6, and it's not happening this year, but why not next year? That could be a division winner. So I'd like to see the Giants spend more time developing and less time running terrible plays. All right. O- Ovi, what you got? What you what are you thinking about this? No, I thought the analysis I thought was different. I thought maybe uh for the Bears game, we'll see more of Montgomery or Cohen running the ball more to protect Trubisky. But I feel that Trubisky was gonna throw a lot more, maybe over 30 passes, I think he might be in trouble. And I think that with the Bears, they have a quarterback controversy over there because you got Nick Foles as a backup that's waiting to step forward. I think that if Nick Foles uh, plays this game, like for some odd reason, Trubisky gets fired or gets hurt, that Foles is just going to run over the Giants defense because he's done it so many times. But I don't trust Trubisky. He's a 50-50 quarterback. So you never know what you're going to get out of him. Sounds like about the chocolate, right? But anyways... Um, but I wish the Giants would have had the Zaya Simmons drafted. I think maybe we would have got more pressure to the quarterback. You're right. We haven't touched the quarterback, and that's our biggest problem in our defense. But um, I still think the Giants might squeeze away, man, and pull out a victory this week, man. That's my gut feeling. That might be that one win when they go one and five in the first six games. I'm just saying. All right. Oh, Okay. The Bears are trash. I, I don't care what you say. That was a miracle game by Mitch Trubisky. I, it's not going to happen again. And, like, they were getting at least some pressure on Monday. They were getting pressure at times on a veteran O-line with three pro bowlers. 
They were getting pressure, and there were some passes that Big Ben did feel that pressure and had to throw away or throw bad passes, and it did happen. Now you got a Bears team who last year they couldn't pre- they couldn't protect Trubinsky at all, and now you're going up against a team that is starting to gel, starting to get things going. I think the Giants are gonna. It is gonna be a battle of the of the of the line, and I think the D line is going to get pressure on Trubinsky and and make him turn into that. Like Ovi said, that other fifty percent where. He, you don't know how long he's going to stay in the game and who's going to – if he's going to get pulled and they're going to put someone else in. I, I think that's going to happen here. And then also the second – the D-line of the, the – the D-line of the Bears is good. They're going to get pressure on Daniel Jones. But the secondary is nowhere near that of the Steelers. So you are going to be seeing a lot more long balls going to Darius Slayton. Uh, I, I think if if the O line can just give just give Daniel Jones just a little bit, just a little bit, three seconds, four seconds, just a little bit for a play to develop. I think he can make those throws, get it down the field, and and I expect this to be a win. I expect this to be the Giants team that I expected to come out week one. I, I understand I, I underestimated the Steelers. Uh, I based everything off that bad year with Mason Rudolph and no Big Ben. But I, I'm telling you, this will be a this will be the Giants team that, that we hope to see in the future against these Chicago Bears. Imagine if Daniel Jones was facing the Giants pass rush. He'd have plenty of time. No, I'm kidding. That was a cheap shot. Uh, Also, for our people watching this uh, podcast right now, if uh, Saquon just jumps over all of the Cowboys like he did in this game. (laughs) I was actually at this game, by the way. He'll actually do well if he just jumps over the the defenders for the uh, Chicago Bears since uh, the Giants offensive line won't be offering many holes in the way blocks. Maybe just jumping over people. He's good at that. He did it against the Steelers, as a matter of fact, too. There was the uh, uh, staple Saquon move. Always great to see that. All right, let's take a break from the Giants, and let's get on to our picks for this week, and let's uh, give a little recap for what happened week one. Week one, I was the leader, nine and seven. Sean, eight and eight. Joe, seven and nine. I was 15 and one, by the way. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I was 15 and one because my Giants lost. So okay. hilarious. <laughs> I'll point right. out. Last year, I also started seven and nine, and then I think I went 14 and two in week two, and I sort of ran away with it. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what things gonna happen. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Let, let's get down to business. Tomorrow, Thursday night football, Bengals at Browns. Sean, who you got? I'm going to go with the upset on this one. I'm going to go with uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Um, the Browns kind of upset me uh, last week. I, I thought it would be a closer game. But uh, even with all that uh, protection, helping up front uh, for Baker, he still had a terrible game. And uh, their defense did not look good either. And I think, you know, Joe Burrow, he was he could have won the game against the Chargers. He brought the team down the field. Um, he had that offensive pass interference call on A.J. Green that 
you know, really change the game for them. But uh, I think that they come out this week. I, I don't think it will be a big win. I think they'll probably win by a field goal or a touchdown. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Bengals on this one. Yeah, I'm with you, Sean. Um, the Cleveland Browns are not a very good football team. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield's got some serious issues, and I think long-term that's something that the Browns are definitely going to have to look at. Uh, Joe Burrow, great start. I think Joe Burrow's going to get his first win this coming week, and I agree with Sean. I think it's probably going to be one of those ugly kind of close games, like a 17-16, maybe a last-second field goal for the win, but uh, things are not going well right now in Cleveland. Ov, who are you taking? Yeah, I agree. I think the Bengals. I, the problem with the Browns, man, I think it's the ego. They're 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 not great overall. I mean, I don't know who who that general managers or because I say general managers, because they had so many in the last few years. Uh, they just they just don't have an identity, and I think the Bengals are going to take advantage of it, and they're going to win the Ohio Cup. Uh, I'm going to be the odd man out here. I I think the Browns are going to get it done. They have talent, and yes, I, I do think there is an egos thing going on there. But they also had the toughest task week one to go to Baltimore and, and try and get that. And, and they got blown out, as everyone thought they were going to. But I, I think they come in. They got an easier task here. They, they got the Bengals. This is a team that they have beaten in the past. I know Joe Burrows is there now. So that might he, – he's going to give them a little bit more life. But, no – like, like I, I, I'm not sold just because you have you, your quarterback doesn't make you turn things around like that. Yes, they were in the game last week, but it was also a rough game. And and Joe, you, you said you think it's going to come down to the last second field goal. The Bengals shanked their last second field goal last week. So uh, I think the Browns will get it done. Uh, and I think they'll get their first win. They understand the Bengals. They know the Bengals. This is a division opponent and i think they'll get it done at home now the falcons go to arlington to take on the cowboys sean what you thinking i'm gonna go with dallas on this uh one reluctantly but uh the falcons defense is just too bad um cowboys they, they didn't look great against the rams at least their offense didn't um and their defense for that part but still i just think that the falcons have a terrible defense um I think the Falcons, I think it will be a kind of a shootout because both these teams have, you know, high profile or high profile offenses. So I could see the Cowboys uh, winning this one. I'll probably go 30 to 23. I sort of see this one being a bit of a shootout, too. I think Dallas is definitely got weapons, but I think they're going to find themselves like they normally do. Uh, where it's it's some sort of bonehead play late in the game that's going to cost them. I think this one goes 31-28 in favor of the Falcons, whose offense uh, was in high gear and, and I thought played really well. So uh, I'll take uh, Matty Light and company. Ovi, what you got? I'm going for the Falcons. Just simply that Matt Ryan – through 450 yards and two touchdown passes. You have Gurley in that team. And, of course, Julio Jones. He's always going to bring his A game on this one. And not only that, I'm hating on the Cowboys, but I think they're going to find another excuse of why they lost the game. All right, so that's just me. See, I, I would love to hop on the, the bandwagon with you, Joe, and Ovi, but, but, but I just can't. Like, uh, the Falcons, like, they've just burnt me too much, especially last year. I, I don't think they're a good team. 
And while I, I, it pains me to say it, I think the Cowboys might be kind of good. The, 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 the Falcons, it, it doesn't make sense to me how you struggle and, and the coach is on the hot seat so much, but he's still there and you, you win some games. It, it's, it's just a mess. I, I'm not doing it. If I ever pick the Falcons at all this year, uh, I, I don't – they'd have to be playing like the Jaguars or something. I, I don't know. I'm just not sold in the Falcons. Yeah, they got Todd Gurley, but but I, I don't think that's changed anything. I, I think the Cowboys will bounce back from that heartbreaking loss uh, last week, and, and they'll get the dub here at home. Now let's go on to the NFC North as the Lions go to Green Bay to take on – the pack attack. Sean, who you got? I'm going to go with uh, Green Bay in this one at home at Lambeau. Um, I knew that the Packers would come out firing. Um, I knew Aaron Rodgers would be pissed off because of the, the Jordan Love pick. Um, I, I think he's going to be on a you know MVP run this year. I don't know if he'll win it, but he'll, I think he'll definitely be up there. So I, I believe in this Packers offense. Um, the defense, they still have the great pass rush and some good players in the secondary. So I, I see the Packers winning big in this one. Um, I'll probably take them by uh, three touchdowns. All right. Yeah, Green Bay Packers definitely in this one. Aaron Rodgers looked good. He's obviously rejuvenated. It's, uh, you know, that 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 team's going to be really good this year. I think, that unfortunately, the Detroit Lions are back into being the Detroit Lions as as they've been for most of the 45 years that I've been on this earth. I can't imagine anybody would be a Lions fan. I pity you very much uh, as I say the Packers win this one uh, in a blowout. Ovi? I'll, I'll pick the Packers. I mean, stats dictate that the Packers are going to win. Uh, but remember, that's just week one. I, I'm not sold on week one games, so but I, I am sold that the Packers will win this this Sunday. Uh, yeah, if if the Lions can get, uh, give up that much yardage to Mitch Trubisky, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to have himself a day, uh, especially being back in Lambeau. Uh, I, I think the Packers get it done pretty easily. Now going from the NFC North to the AFC South, the Jaguars go to the Tennessee Titans. Sean, who you got? I'm going to go with the Titans on this one. Um, you know, great win for the Jaguars. I, I didn't expect that. Uh, Gardner Minshew played great. Uh, the defense stepped up, but I, I don't think it's going to happen this week. I think the, the Titans are they're too good. Um, they, you know, they finished last, <clears throat> excuse me, last year really strong, and um, they came out on Monday night. It was kind of a sloppy game against the Broncos, but they got it done uh, when they needed to. So I, I expect A.J. Brown to, to have a bigger game this week. Um, Corey Davis played well. So I think the Titans will go out and uh, attack the, the Jaguars secondary. Um, I'll, I'll probably go Titans 28 to Jaguars, uh, I'll say 16. Maybe I'm just not a good fantasy football league drafter because I have almost all of the wide receivers of the Jacksonville Jaguars on my team. Um, and I'll tell you what, those guys actually did pretty well last week. Saw a lot of pretty good numbers from those receivers. But in this football game, in real life, um, Derrick Henry runs through this defense uh, with ease. I think that the Titans will uh, have little trouble with the Jacksonville Jaguars and will easily come away with a victory. I'm going to disagree with every single one of y'all. Jaguars are going to win. 
They were able to stop Phillip Rivers and the rest of that Colts offense. They're going to do it again this Sunday. Jaguars, they get their second win. Oh, Ovi, you think Minshew Mania is running wild? Well, I'll tell you it's not. It's not. It's not. The Titans, they went in. They went in to the playoffs last year. They beat the Pats. They kicked Tom Brady out of New England. And then they went and they said, yo, you're the MVP, Lamar Jackson. Nah, screw that. And then they went in Monday night and they said, hey, y'all must have forgot because Joe and Sean sure as hell did. And I was the only one to pick the Titans. And they're going to continue their rampage and, and they're just going to dominate. Minshew Mania is done. The Jags, they pulled that game out of their butt last week. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're not getting it done. They are tanking. I don't care what you say. Cool, they got to win. Cool, they're undefeated right now. But giving up all your key assets is garbage. They're tanking. Titans are going to take full advantage. Derrick Henry is going to run the football all over the field. Easy, easy win for the Titans. You said that was last year, right, that they made it to the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Fair enough. That was last year. Okay. New year, buddy. All right. All right. Now, speaking of the Colts, who the Jaguars beat, they host the Minnesota Vikings. Sean, what you thinking? Uh, I'm going to go with the road team on this one. Uh, I think the, the Vikings are the better team. I thought maybe Phillip Rivers, you know, in a new offense, new team. Um, I think I thought maybe, you know, he would come back and have a bounce back here, but same old Phillip Rivers uh, throwing the terrible balls um, and throwing a lot of turnovers and picks. So I think the Vikings offense will get going. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen had a great game week one, so I expect them to, to have big games. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with the Vikings uh, probably by a touchdown in this one, I'd say. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think this one's an easy one. Uh, Phillip Rivers doesn't look good. And uh, I think, unfortunately, you know, Indianapolis has been dealt a, a rough hand uh, a few times over the years. Um, thinking about Peyton Manning and Steve Entman. I mean, there's been so many you've seen so many disasters in, in, in the uh, Colts history. Uh, and this Sunday will be another disaster when Minnesota lights them up. Can't believe Kirk Cousins is good. <laughs> Uh, Ovi, what you got? <laughs> I gotta laugh, man. Either I'm gonna have an awesome record or I'm gonna have the worst record. But I'm going for the Indianapolis Colts, man. Come on, Phillip Rivers. Like I said, I don't believe in week one, but I do believe in Rivers and the whole change it around. I think they're gonna get their first win and they'll be one and one. And no disrespect, I mean, the Vikings, they they hung tough in the fourth quarter against the Packers. I believe they scored 24 points. You know, mm -hmm. so they, they 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 have that life, but uh, it's another Sunday, baby. Come on, Colts. Uh, I, I, the only conceivable way I see the Colts winning this game is they run the football, eat up as much clock as they can, and Jonathan Taylor uh, lights it up. But that is not going to happen. Uh, Vikings, I just think offensively, they they have too many weapons. Uh, the Colts aren't going to be able to stop. Dalvin Cook, Diggs, and Thielen. It's going to be a mess. Uh, I think the Vikings go in uh, and get the, the win pretty easily. 
I know this was a big uh, talking point for you last year, Joe. Was it is a dome? Both the Viking plays in a dome. The Vikings play in a dome, so they should be at home here in Lucas Oil Stadium. So I, I think it, it's not going to be as bad of a road game as a lot of people are going to think. Now AFC East Bills at the Fins. What are we thinking, Sean? I'm going to go with the road team on this one with Buffalo. Um, I, I think this one will be a pretty <clears throat> close game. I think the Dolphins made a lot of good moves in the offseason. I mean, the Bills, they they were up big on the Jets, and they kind of just let up. Um, I, I think the Dolphins are a better team than the Jets. So I, I think they'll do a lot better this week. Fitzpatrick had a rough game. Um, he's still going against a good secondary in the Bills, but I don't think they're as good as New England. So I think it will be – a uh, relatively low-scoring game. I'd probably have the Bills win by a touchdown. Um, I'll say twenty-three to seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look the the Dolphins are um, a much improved team, and and that's what happens when you rebuild and you you know you go kind of through the ringer. And so I think Buffalo is just a better team. Uh, Josh Allen's a really good quarterback. Uh, that 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 team looks pretty solid. I think they're definitely going to win the AFC East, and at the very least, uh, they're going to beat the Dolphins on Sunday. All right, Ovi. Out. Um, not a great finish for the Bills, but mm, I don't know the Dolphins. You know they played the Patriots; they couldn't handle them. So I'm gonna lean over for the Bills. My concern is, you know, Josh Allen is doing both. He's running and throwing. Well, how long can he last doing that? But for this particular game, I say Bills will edge out with a win, probably win by a field goal. All right, all right. Uh, we got another clean sweep here. Uh, I'm going the Bills, too. I, I do expect a little bit of Fitz magic here. It is a revenge game for him. But I think they'll keep it close. I don't know what the spread is, but but that might be interesting. But uh, the Dolphins will not win a game until they hand over the reins to Tua, uh, just plain and simple. The, they need – he will come in, revitalize them, and might give them new life to maybe pick up a win. But as far as win Fitzmagic, Finn, Fitzpatrick's there, <clears throat> they're not going to get the win. Now, staying in the AFC East as the Jets are hosting the 49ers – what you got, Sean? The Jets are the worst team in football, I think. Uh, Niners are obviously one of the best teams in the NFC. I think this is pretty easy. I, I'll take the Niners in a big-time blowout. Yeah, the Niners definitely did look great this week, but the Jets are an absolute disaster and are probably the worst team in all of football. Um, I think they'll definitely be there fighting for the number one pick in the draft. And if they're smart, they'll take a quarterback 49ers in a route in this one. They need to get their, they need to get their game back on track. All right. Ovi. I agree. 49ers. Uh, easy sweep. Niners jets are trash. Then, uh, going to Philly as the Eagles host the LA Rams. Sean, who you got? This one was probably the toughest one to pick, um, I think, of the week. I think that the Eagles will bounce back this week. Um, I think they'll play better, but I'm still going to go with the Rams in a, in a tight win. Um, I think that they're going to go on the road. I like the way that their offense looked, um, bringing in the, you know, the new player. Malcolm Brown looked great, and then bringing in Cam Akers. 
and uh, Van Jefferson, the the two rookies. I, I like the way that McVay um, called that game. It was a really good game plan against the Cowboys. I think he'll do the same this week. Um, and the Eagles, you know, they they were struggling. Uh, they get Miles Sanders back, which which will be good for them. But the the Rams defense looked pretty good too. Um, so I expect the Eagles to be better this week, but I, I think the Rams will win um, probably by around a field goal. I think it will be a really close game. All right. Yeah, look, I think the Rams are definitely, like I said, I mean, early on they seemed like they were really clicking. They really were able to move the ball. I thought they played a really good game. Uh, I think the Eagles are definitely asking themselves what went wrong and – you know, I think it, it would be a lot to expect the Eagles to get it all figured out in uh, six days. So I'm going to I'm going to say, you know, e- even though this is a, a road game, I think the Eagles definitely know how to play. Uh, they play well at the link, but I think the Rams are going to win a close one, 17, 16. All right, Ovi Rams. Yeah. Uh, another clean sweep here. Uh, Aaron Donald was back to. The Aaron Donald that we saw two years ago last week, he he was putting that Cowboys O-line to work. And the Cowboys O-line is nothing. They aren't no they're, – they're no schmucks. And uh, Eagles, well, they have a tough O-line as well. I, I expect Aaron Donald to eat up. And, and like Joe said, the Rams offense was clicking. They were getting the ball down the field. And they're going to continue to do that. Then uh, we got the Broncos going to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. What you got for me, Sean? I'm going to go with uh, Pittsburgh on this one. Uh, we all saw firsthand what the, the Steelers' defense is capable of. And uh, in the second half, they got their offense going. Um, and then, obviously, the, the injuries for the Broncos, uh, losing Von Miller for the year is huge. And then uh, Cortland Sutton, he was hurt last week. Uh, hopefully he comes back this week to give the – the Broncos a little bit of help on offense, but I, I think that the Steelers defense will be too much. Um, I'll probably take the Steelers by two touchdowns. I'd, I'd probably say 27 to 13. Yeah. The Steelers in their home opener against a Broncos team that just still isn't right and still has way too many issues. I think after what you just saw big Ben do to the giants, expect more of the same for um, a, a weakened Denver defense with no Von Miller. Steelers all the way. They'll shut out the Broncos, and Ben will be in first place in almost every quarterback stats after this. Damn, that's uh, one, two, three, four sweeps in a row. Uh, I, I got the Steelers as well. Uh, Broncos are rebuilding. Steelers are back to the black and yellow that we know. Uh, they're going to get it done in their home opener. And then uh, the NFC South, Panthers. Go to Tampa Bay to take on Brady and the Bucks. Sean, can Tom Brady and the Bucks bounce back? I, th- I think they will this week. Um, I think this will be a close game too. I think the the Panthers' offense looked pretty good against the Raiders, even even though they didn't pull out uh, with the win. Uh, adding Robbie Robbie Anderson in the offense just makes them a lot more dynamic. But uh, I, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I, I could see the Panthers win, uh, being up in this one late uh, in a classic Tom Brady. Uh, Game winning, game driving, or game winning drive. I could see from Tom Brady in the, this Bucks offense. I think uh, I'll probably go Bucks thirty to Panthers twenty eight. Right. Don't ask me why, but I am gonna pick the Panthers in the upset here. 
I don't know if it's and, and Tom Brady's one of my fantasy quarterback in in my franchise league. So believe me when I say I'm I'm not looking uh, to root against him, but I didn't like what I saw in Week One. I liked uh, I liked what Carolina did, and I don't know, just something's telling me to take uh, take the Panthers. I'm doing it. I agree with you, Joe. I know something about that game that if the Panthers, I wish they would have held off that touchdown against the Raiders. If not, then, you know, it would have been an easy pick them for the Panthers to move on. But I'm not really satisfied what I saw with the Bucks, So I, I'll take Panthers in the upset. No, I, I think Tom Brady's going to bounce back, get the dub here. I, I think uh, you, you saw what Josh Jacobs was able to do to this Panthers. Uh, run defense. Uh, I, I think Leonard Fournette was going to have just as much of an impact, and I think Tom Brady will will find his uh, f- find his footing in the offense uh, and make some throws. Uh, it, it it is interesting because I I do like Panthers. I do like uh, Bridgewater there, but uh, I th- I expect the Bucks to get get on track here. Now, uh, the Washington football team goes to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. What you got, Sean? I picked the Cardinals to beat the Niners last week, and uh, I think that this is an even easier pick. I think that Washington, I think that they will get pressure on uh, Kyler Murray. I think they're, they're going to give him a headache uh, throughout the game. But uh, this, this offense looked great in uh, week one. DeAndre Hopkins was balling. And um, I, I think the Cardinals – Defense will be a problem for the Redskins off, or excuse me, Washington football team's offense too. I just don't believe the hype in and Dwayne Haskins and uh, the rest of that squad. I think that their skill positions are pretty weak at every level. Um, so I could see the Cardinals. I'll go Cardinals big in this one. Yeah, you're just hating on those Redskins, aren't you? I'm not a fan. Well, you Terry, you, Terry McLaurin you, is the only good player on offense. Okay, that's a fair statement to make. Um, the Cardinals are good, man. Um, DeAndre Hopkins and, 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 uh, Jamal Murray or, or whatever his name is, uh, Kyler Kyler, Murray, whatever, (laughs) Kyler Murray, Murray. (laughs) um, Kyler Murray. I love Kyler was on my fantasy team last year. It was fun watching that kid uh, really grow and develop. I don't know what, what it is. I, 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 I have this weird thing with the Washington football team, maybe because they're not the Redskins, and maybe, I don't know, I got a soft spot for them. I think Washington pulls off the big upset of the week against the Cardinals. Oh, geez. All right. Well, there's nothing but love in Washington right now, especially Rivera got diagnosed with cancer. I know yeah. they're playing with their hearts and stuff like that, and I hope that – uh he gets, you know, get better and, and beats cancer, but uh, that doesn't that doesn't help me decide on this game because I'm actually going for the Cardinals. I think they played very well against the 49ers, and it's going to carry over for this weekend. Well, I, I think the Cardinals' win might have been a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover for the 49ers. They still played very, very well. And the Washington football team, well, while they were able to get that win, they aren't they aren't a team that that's going to get many of those. And I think the Cardinals are the real deal. Uh, I know uh, Steve Risser uh, tweeted out earlier this week, earlier today, that Kyler Murray's a top ten quarterback. I don't know about that, but he sure is. She, he sure is really good. 
So uh, I, Cardinals will get it done, I think, pretty easily and pretty handily. And then uh, AFC West, Chiefs go to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Sean, who you got? Got to go with uh, Patty and the Chiefs on this one. Uh, Chargers had a good win week one uh, against the Bengals, but uh, it, it was pretty sloppy. Their offense didn't do great. And uh, the Chiefs defense, it looked really good in week one, not just uh, you know the prolific offense. So I think that the Chargers can slow the Chiefs down a little bit, uh, maybe in the first half. But I think the second half, Chiefs will pull away and uh, put up a, a big number on the Chargers. Yeah, I got the Chiefs winning this one easily. I think the Chiefs are a really good team. I think the Chiefs could very well go undefeated this season. And, and, and I think rolling over the Chargers won't be any bit of an obstacle. Interesting. All right. Ovi? I think you, you – Pushing it a little bit, saying they're going on the field, I didn't but, say uh, they were. I said I feel like they could. Nah, they couldn't. Uh-uh. But anyways, <laughs> Chiefs win. And because Patrick Mahomes is on my fantasy league, I think I, I have an advantage. I think he's going to score 40 points for me this weekend. How about What do you say, Jace? Ooh, for, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, <laughs> I, I expect Joey Bosa to take a couple points away. Yeah, I'm, I think he might get some sacks. But uh, I, I think the Chiefs will get it done. Uh, yeah, like, like I've been saying, Chargers aren't going to be – we aren't going to see the final form of the Chargers until Tyrod Taylor's out of there and Justin Herbert's in. Now, uh, AFC battle, Ravens go to Houston to take on the Texans. What you got? I have the Ravens in this one. Um even though I think the Texans will have a, a better showing than what they did against the Chiefs, um, I think they'll come out and score a lot more points, not just late in the game when it's it's garbage time and you're, you're trailing. But I think this will be a tight game throughout. Um, but I, I think that the Ravens will pull pull away late. I think it will be a pretty high-scoring game too. So uh, I'd probably pick Ravens 31 to uh, Texans 24. I'll go. I really like both of these guys a whole lot. Um, I think they're both really great quarterbacks. I think right now uh, Jackson and the Ravens are the better team. And, you know, even though they're heading into, into Houston, uh, I think it'll be a good game. I think Houston will keep it close. But I think in the end, I think the Ravens are going to pull this one out. Okay. Ovi? Yeah, I'm going for the Ravens. Yeah, this was uh, this was pretty easy. Ravens all the way. Texans disappointed me last week. I know that they were playing the Chiefs, but uh, I, I I know Deshaun Watson's a good quarterback. I, I thought he he his ability at QB would be able to at least keep them in that game. Uh, th- that's not that that's not the case. Uh, th- he needs some help, and it sucks that they couldn't get the deal done with uh, DeAndre Hopkins and had to let him go. But, uh, yeah, I love Deshaun Watson at QB, but that man needs some help. And, Sean, I'm going to disagree with you. I think this is going to be even more of a stomping uh, this week because the Ravens' defense is scary, and we all know how good their offense is. So Ravens will get it done. Then uh, Sunday night football. Patriots go to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. What you got, Sean? I'm going to go with the, the home team here in the Seahawks. Um, I'm really pumped for this matchup. I, th- I think it will be a very good game. Um, two really good defenses. You know, Cam coming off the, the great rushing performance week one, and then Russ obviously balling out. 
um, thrown for 300 plus yards and four touchdowns, completing you know almost 90 percent of his passes. So it's it's going to be an interesting matchup. He, he's going against a great secondary uh, in the Patriots, but um, I, I'm going to have to stick with Seattle. I think that they'll get the run game going a little bit more this week with Chris Carson. Um, and I, I think Cam will have a good game too, but um, I'll, I'll go with the Seahawks here. I'm going to say uh, Seahawks 28, uh, Pats 20. Yeah, listen, I said, uh, and I repeated this on the Keys Brothers show, um, that I thought Cam Newton was going to have an MVP caliber season. I figured he would come rolling out of the gate and have a really huge game. He's got a lot riding on this, and Bill Belichick is the guy you want to have in your uh, – and your shotgun seat when when you're rolling the dice on what could be a career saving season for Cam Newton. Uh, unfortunately, Seattle's a way better team than the Patriots, and I think while the Pats will definitely give them a game, I think Seattle definitely wins this one um, in Smoketown. Mm. Ovi, Mm-mm-mm. oh jeez, I know I'll go for Pats. Any explanation, or are you just going for the pass? I'm just going for the pass. <laughs> All I right. Think I like him because, you know, he's the man, man right now, okay? Okay. All right. Uh, I'm taking the Seahawks here. Uh, the Patriots played very well. I'm uh, not going to discredit them. But uh, that brand of football, that smash mouth running the football, being uh, – it, it looks cool. It looks uh, – uh, obviously, the Niners had great success with it last year. But uh, the Pats don't have the defense to uh, be as good as the Niners were last year. And uh, that won't win you games against a tough, high-powered offense and a solid defensive team like the Seahawks. Seahawks get it done. Um, And then let's talk some Monday night football. Opening night in Vegas. Saints go to Vegas to take on the Raiders. Sean, what you got? I'm going with the road team and the Saints in this one. Uh, I think the Saints are the best team in the NFC. Uh, their defense looked tremendous against the Bucs. Um, you know, Michael Thomas, that, that injury is definitely going to hurt. But I, I think they have the weapons uh, with the signing of Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Jared Cook's a good tight end. And then the running backs that they have. Um, I think that they're going to go out and uh, they're going to put it on a good performance. I think Josh Jacobs, I, I think he'll have a great day. Um, obviously, he's, he's an up-and-coming star running back in the league. But uh, I think that the Saints will pull away. Um, I'll probably take the Saints by two touchdowns in this one. Yeah, I got the Saints in this one. Um, I know everyone's excited for the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know why. Um, The Saints, listen, basically started this trend where everybody's a big giant crybaby when it comes to pass interference. Um and I think we need to address this now. I, I, we started talking about this uh, before the show started, and I said I would just sort of leave it. It all started with with the Saints, who are notorious crybabies, even when they had their whole head hunting thing some years ago during their Super Bowl run, uh, where they were offering bounties on other players. The Saints are the biggest bunch of crybabies. It's no surprise that Drew Drew Brees is such a whiny bitch, um, and and really. Uh, is a real flip-flopper when it comes to having an opinion. But all that aside, I know the Cowboys are the latest to cry about a pass interference. Listen, if if your game comes down to a pass interference call, you didn't play well enough. You, you didn't put yourself in position to win the game. Stop crying. Sometimes you get the call. Sometimes you don't. But if it all comes down to that one last play, 
there's a pretty good chance you probably didn't deserve to win in the first place. Let's stop all the pissing and moaning. All the same people that complain about participation awards are the biggest crybaby losers when their team loses on, on, on a controversial play. I've been watching sports for 45 years. That's just what happens. Stop being a little whiny bitch. Tell them how you really feel, Joe. Stop being a little whiny bitch. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you, you feel good? You got that off your Yeah, let me tell you something. The Giants tried to <laughs> kneel a foot, trying to run the clock out back in 77. You remember how that worked out? Yeah, miracle. That's, why, that's why they do the uh, the kneel down play. That got invented because the Giants suck. Yeah. So don't act like we don't know what it's like to get a bum call. Give me a break. Bunch of whiners. All right. All right. Well, Ob, who you got for Saints at Raiders? I got Joe on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still got to go with the Saints regardless, man. I mean, it's Drew Brees, man. I can't go against that, man. Even no matter how many times he cries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, too, am going with the Saints. I, I think the Raiders going to come out here and make the ball game. They're going to be hyped. Their their first game in Vegas. They, they played very well last week. Uh, I, I expect them to come out and and give the Saints some pressure to some pressure. But I, I think the Saints are just an overall better football team. Now let us talk about some fantasy football. Uh, starting off with the Week One top performers for QB Russell Wilson had thirty one. Point seven eight points. Uh, Josh Jacobs for running back had thirty five point nine. Uh, for wide receiver Devontae Adams had forty one point six. Tight end Dallas Goddard had twenty four point one. And for defense and special teams, both the Saints and Washington had seventeen. And let's recap a little bit of the CMG Sports League as running with the Steelers Bov and the CT hard hitting. Uh, team Scanlon was able to get the win against Team Yevin. Any given Sunday beat Mamba Keys. Team D'Onofrio beat Joe and the Metro Iron Horses. <sighs> team Big Blue beat All Elite Wrestling. And Jared's team formerly Cook, Keen, and Do Laundry Girly. He changed his name to Ryu says Ayukin. Beats Team Risser, and I had a heartbreaking loss by two and a half points to JJ and TMT. <sighs> Derrick Henry didn't get it done. I had the Lions defense that gave me zero, mm. zero points, which was rough. And I had the Lions and I had the Chargers defense with the 12 points. On my bench, it was rough, but we're gonna bounce back. Team Big Big and Sexy is going to bounce back, and this week we're feeling good. Speaking of this week, Sean, how you feeling about your matchup? Um, I I feel all right about it. Uh, Justin, I, I think he's got a pretty good team. Uh, I put up a lot of points last week and got the win. Uh, I'm definitely worried about Josh Jacobs and uh, Mark Andrews, two studs on his team that I think every week are probably gonna be top five for uh at the position for each of them and then uh he's also got Tyreek Hill who kind of had a, a quiet game he had a touchdown but not a lot of catches in the yards um 
but I expect him to have a big week uh, this week against the Chargers. So uh, I'm a little, a little bit worried, um, but I, I think that I'm, I'm confident that I'll come out two and zero after this week. All right, all right, Joe, you going up against Jared? What are you thinking? Okay, well, first of all, Jared offered me half of his team yesterday for Ezekiel Elliott. So you tell me how he's feeling right now. Um, I got screwed because Cortland Sutton, and I knew he was. I knew there was a a, a chance he probably wasn't going to play. It was a game time decision. I thought he'd be a hero. I only needed like twenty points, and and that would have really pretty much gotten it done. Uh, instead, he didn't play, uh, especially after Darius Slayton, uh, 28.2 points, uh, put me in a chance to beat D'Onofrio. That didn't happen. As I'm looking at Jared's team, you know, again, I could see why he was looking the wheel and deal. Uh, his best projected guy this week is uh, his quarterback, Cam Newton, at uh, 17 and a half points. So it doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't look great if you're Jared. I got a feeling I'll I'll uh, get myself up to one and one, and then we'll see what happens from there. All right, Ovi, you got you're going up with Tyler, and uh, I, I, did I hear you right before the show? Is Tyler already talking some smack? You're muted. Sorry about that. Um, you know how people like to talk smack, and then you know. At the end, of the end of the game or end of the fight, they don't talk no more. And that's exactly what's going to happen after like this it. weekend. You know, uh, look, I got Patrick Mahomes starting. You know, I, I he's going to give me some points. Uh, Benny Snell, he's going to run the ball. I'm confident. And then, of course, Marquez Valdez with the uh, Green Bay Packers wide receiver. I think I'll be all right this weekend. I don't know about him. He has that Sean Watson. I don't think he's going to score that many points against the Ravens defense, and that's going to crush his heart. No matter how much, no matter how much shit talking he's going to uh, say throughout the week, I, I'm confident. And if you're going to win, if you're going to, how you say this? If you lose to me, you might as well just give up the season. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Damn. Damn. All right. Now I, I talked a lot of trash last week, and I lost by just that much. I lost by just that much. And this week, I got Team Yevin. James, you're going down. I lost by this just this much to JJ. I'm going to beat you by this much. You're going down. I'm the commish, and my team is going to make you their bitch. Because I did not start this league just to play in it. I started it to win it. I thought you were just giving the, the, the games away. All right, that's cool. <laughs> all right, all right. Ooh, Don't now. antagonize the commissioner. Who does that? I do. Yeah. <laughs> you wish you wish you could have talked this that level of smack to Tyler. Instead, you just sat there and you took it and you're like, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, because you wish you could fire back. You, you know what? You're like this. Hold up for a second. There's something that you don't understand like here. Joe, this yeah. is saying in Spanish. Meaning, whoever laughs laugh, laughs better. Damn. It's a good saying. I got to go, guys. I'll see you guys in another hour. Yeah, you can laugh all the way in last place. Right. <laughs> you can laugh all the way to last place. We'll catch him in a little bit on uh, on all four downs coming up uh, tonight at 8 o'clock. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, all of us will be there. Now uh, let's give let's give the folks a little bit of fantasy advice. 
who do you guys think is someone that's on someone's bench that they must start or someone they can pick up off the waiver? Who do you think is a must start? Who do you think is going to do well this week? Start off with you, Sean. Um, I didn't really write down like the waiver wire pickups, but I just picked three players who I think are that didn't do that well last week. We're going to do good this week. Uh, first one is Dak Prescott for uh, the Cowboys. He kind of had a, a not a rough game, not a terrible game against the Rams, but uh, definitely could have expected more. Um, I think they'll get it going against the Falcons secondary, who is probably uh, one of the worst secondaries in the league. So I think that they'll be explosive this week. I think he's going to put up a lot of points. Uh, running back, I like this week, Miles Sanders. Um, obviously, he didn't play last week because of injury. But uh, the Rams, they even though the Cowboys lost, Zeke did. Uh, had a good game uh, running the ball and catching the ball out of the backfield. So I think Miles Sanders will do the same to the Rams defense. And then receiver I like this week, uh, A.J. Brown. Uh, Monday night didn't play too good against the Broncos, but he's going against the Jags secondary, who's uh, super young, a lot of youth on that team. And um, I think that they're probably going to load the box a lot against Derrick Henry. So I think there will be more open looks, uh, more one-on-one looks for A.J. Brown downfield. So I think he'll bounce back this week. Anybody who was smart uh, right after the games on Sunday, you went out and you threw Peyton Barber on the back of your bench. That was uh, a guy who was available in most leagues. Uh, Detroit's tight end, TJ Hawkinson, uh, another one of those guys that is probably available in your league, depending on the size of it. Uh, I do think Dak Prescott's uh, in for a big week. I, I, I think you're definitely right about that one. Um as far as uh, underperformers, uh, both Tevin Coleman and uh, Chris Thompson from Jacksonville, uh, I, I thought were were two guys who uh, vastly underperformed this week, at least from the three fantasy leagues that I'm currently in. So thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, for me, uh, I think if you're struggling for a running back, Frank Gore with that Le'Veon Bell injury, uh, this dude, uh, he must drink from the fountain of youth every day because I feel like he ain't going nowhere. Uh, I expect him to get a lot of carries. Uh, maybe even if you have spot, pick up Kalen Ballage as well. Uh, if you're struggling, if you don't really want to start Frank Gore. And then also Emmanuel Sanders with um, uh, Michael Taylor, Michael Thomas being out, going to get a lot of receptions from Drew Brees, but also Traquan Smith, another waiver wire guy. Uh, I expect to get some more touches with Michael Thomas not being there. Now, I want to thank you guys for listening and watching. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you like us on Facebook, and make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. And before we go, are you passionate about a subject? Do you have a gift for the gab? Are you interested in putting that all together to start your own podcast? If so, check out Clovercrest Media Group. Come and join the CMG podcast family. You can find all information you need at clovercrestmedia.com. Clovercrest Media Group. The harder we work, the luckier we get. I'd like to thank Sean and Joe for joining me today. Thank you guys for listening and watching, and we hope to see you next time.